Welcome to Review O Meter! I am your host, Peter, and this is our first episode of our Disney Studios theme. And because that sounds weird, I'm already gonna rename it to Walt Disney Pictures Live Action Films. That's the parentheses, live action films. What does that mean? That means any live action film from The Reluctant Dragon 1941 all the way to I put Cruella on the list, even though as of recording, it is currently not out for free on Disney Plus, but it will be within the next week. Anyways, this is 216 movies, and not all of the live action films are on Disney Plus. Before I introduce everyone, I just want to point out the technicalities here. Live action Disney films, as we know, Disney has acquired lots of companies in its time. So I decided it won't count for any movies that were acquired under studios by Disney. So Lucasfilm and Marvel Films are not on this. So again, these must be a live action film. They must have a narrative. So no documentaries. I'm sorry, also no Disney nature films or stage production films. Must be produced by a studio under Disney. So Touchstone Pictures, Hollywood Pictures, those are studios that were created through Disney. Like Touchstone, they wanted to make a a studio so they can hide the fact that these are Disney movies, like 10 Things I Hate About You and, you know, anything adult related. So Disney doesn't get tied with that kind of film, that sort of entertainment. Oh, and the last thing is it must have a theatrical release with the exception of some Disney Plus originals produced within Disney Pictures. That being like the recent live action Lady and the Tramp and others that I'm already forgetting. And of course, a lot of films were introduced to Disney Plus during the pandemic that would have been in theaters. So, of course, I threw in those films as well. So for today in this show, we have Caesar. That's what she said. Who loves The Office so much and will probably do an Office theme the day it ever comes back to Netflix, which is never so hot. We have Sydney. Say hello again. You cut off. Wow. Uh, Say it again. Your mic is sounding not so great. His eyes. Oh my god. His eyes. His eyes. It's not really Sydney. Oh no. You know what's funny though? As Sydney uh, rejoins the server here, we didn't mention anything of the eyes in the last episode during Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and we should have. We 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 talked about that. Yeah. Do I sound better now? Yeah, you sound good. The 20 so, minutes after we ended. <laughs> so we have Sydney. Hi. There we go. We have Kira for introducing Kira. Hello. And we have Shang. Hey, hey, what's up? And of course, there's me, your host, Peter. <laughs> so now that we know the rules of what this theme is for Walt Disney Pictures... I say it's time to go ahead and activate the Review-O-Meter Shuffler! And it broke! Oh, oh geez, how embarrassing. Sorry, Kira, I didn't think that you would uh, see it break this time. Like every other time, it always breaks. Caesar, Sydney, you guys, uh, Shang, do you want to help on this? I I need help, I need help, get this started, get this started. We got a show to do, come on. Let's do this. There we go. And the winner is... The absent-minded professor. Oh, what a hoot and a hoot. Just kidding, I've never <laughs> the, heard of it. So. The absent-minded professor. Parentheses 1961. What oh, no. Oh, no. This is before my time. Oh, Yo, this is, this is gonna be... Let me rephrase this. 
I don't know what this is. Yo, I'm this sorry. Is, this might be problematic given the time, but you know, we'll see what happens. Could be, I guess. I mean, it's not too far from Mary Poppins or anything, but uh, let's look this up. Yeah, I don't What if we did an episode of Chopped one time? Just kidding, that show is stressful. <laughs> so it's is it kind of like Flubber? I think it's sounding, it's sounding like. So... It, a comedy about a professor who invents a revolutionary flying rubber, which he dubs oh. Flubber. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This oh. looks like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because the main picture is just a flying car and it's old timey looking. Yeah, so yeah, do you want to read the description, Shang? Yes, yes. So, um, again, Disney comedy about a professor who invents a revolutionary flying rubber, which he dubs Flubber. Not only does the professor's Model T Ford fly through the air with the greatest of ease, but his secret weapon helps the college basketball team to... Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say all that. <laughs> oh, wait. Is Flubber a remake? And is this the oh, original? Is this... 100% I'm, like I'm actually not going to read this entire... <laughs> you know what? When Shang mentioned basketball, all I could think of was Flubber featuring Full yeah. Court Miracle because I'm still <laughs> listening to that oh one. Oh, my. And when I tell you, I am just screeching like a oh. banshee, but you can't hear it. Like, oh, man. There's apparently some uh, love interest, so with the professor and his long-suffering girlfriend. Oh, this is 100%. Flubber before we all knew, like, this is yep. Flubber before Flubber was cool. That's what this is. That's what this is going to be. That's my prediction. Hey, we might Way be surprised. That's fine. This could be a good watch, actually. So this it would be an be. interesting review. I'm sure for our older audience who probably grew up with this film, this is like your entertainment to hear uh, us youngsters. I'm sorry. Us, us younger folks, you know, review a movie that we would never ever see without doing a show like this. So, all right. So this is going to be an interesting one. I think it's time that we go and watch this film and we'll come back with our thoughts and our reviews after a word from our sponsor. Alright, I'll admit it. I married the best husband in the world. Foot massages before bed was your best idea yet. Hmm, you know what else we can do before bed? No, uh, not tonight. Damn it, Marcia! You said no last night, you said no throughout our honeymoon. What would it take for you to say yes? Excuse me, Danny. Have you ever thought that maybe it only feels good for you? Okay, then tell me what I need to do to make you more comfortable. Let's pause. Hi, I'm Professor Ned Brainerd, inventor of Flubber. This substance was initially sold to car manufacturers to turn ordinary vehicles into revolutionary flying automobiles. But I quickly discovered a better use for this product. Allow me to demonstrate with this ordinary basketball. Now watch what happens after I lubricate it with Flubber. I think you get the picture. Excuse me, Danny. Uh, hi? Try using this. It's guaranteed to make things more comfortable. Perfect. Hey, Marcia, I think I found the solution to our problem. Hey, why are you packing your stuff? I'm leaving you, Danny. I'm tired of you pushing me around. I'm tired of your voice, and I'm tired of your dry penis. Marcia, come on. Yikes. <laughs> I probably should have done more research before choosing this couple. But never mind them. Take my word for it. Flubber can help you perform miraculously in bed. It's Flubber. Find it at any local pharmacy today.
guess what everyone? Review-O-Meter is now on Twitter! Follow and receive alerts of when a new podcast episode is released. Participate in future activities such as polls to help us decide which streaming titles to watch in our future episodes. Follow Review-O-Meter at Review-O-Meter. That's Review-O-Meter without hyphens in the username. And we're back from watching The Absent Professor. That's minded, what it's absent, called, right? Absent-minded Professor. The Absent-minded Professor. Sorry, I don't have the notes with me right there. Okay, so right off the bat, in terms of entertainment, this is not a film I would watch on my own time. However, I studied film and I had to sit through a lot of movies that were... 80 times worse than this. So if I had to watch... Not saying this is bad, just... It's... Uh, so, anyways, if, if I had to watch this in a classroom or something, then I agree this is a good flick. Not for everyone. I get it. It's certainly corny and dated. That's pretty earned. But it absolutely had the Walt Disney movie magic charm, specifically in terms of story and technological direction. Sometimes it felt... Like, some parts felt like they dragged on and other parts weren't as bad. But there were some where you could most certainly kind of, like, predict the outcomes. Like, in the car scene at the dance, like, oh, they knew they were going to do... Like, they, we all knew that was, like, happening. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I yeah. Some parts seemed a little predictable. Some were good. For a black and white movie, it was, like, okay. I don't know. The only other black and white movie I can remember that I've seen is It's a Wonderful Life. So, you know, this one. Wow. Wait. Okay. No, no discrimination on black and white films here because, you know. That's Casablanca. Casablanca, like, sure. Well, because, well, that's the first, like, A Wonderful Life. Like, I remember watching it, but, like, I'm sure I've seen other ones. I just, I'm, like, just drawing a blank right now. I don't understand why this is in black and white. This is 1961. Absolutely, Technicolor was a thing in 1961. This is only a few years short before Walt's death. And this is absolutely a Walt Disney production, as I say. It has that Disney charm to it. And it has that... The kind of story that he would probably really want to make to advance technology. And, of course, this is... Just so we can get into it, this is absolutely the original flubber. I didn't know Robin Williams had the remake. The differences are this flubber is specifically just some sort of new scientific discovery that you can put on your shoes and just like in the other flubber, like bounce really high. But this guy also puts it on under his car, flies around with it somehow. I mean, that's hey, that's kind of like the charm of it. It's, you're not supposed to look too much into the science of it. Well, heck, even in the Robin Williams one, uh, the difference with that flubber is that flubber is alive and does like weird dance parties. This one was not alive, so it didn't have that weird dance moment. But this was still very much a family comedy, especially in that time. And I gotta say, some jokes did land. It got pretty cheesy. And I, 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 okay, to get back to the Technicolor sort of thing. Again, I don't understand why this is black and white. Technicolor was a thing since, I want to say, Wizard of Oz. You can correct me on that there but that was in the 30s this is 1961 and i actually thought chitty chitty bang bang came out before this and i even did some research on this and i thought chitty chitty bang bang was a disney film because it had sherman brothers music dick van dyke it's not apparently yeah so i think 
overall. I think it. I mean, it's a product of its time. This movie, um, but I think it was a very generic type of movie in that sense. So I mean, a lot of these things are very, very common in, I guess, that time period and era. I'm just thinking of like comics and books of that time frame as well. It's just. I mean, I think it was a good story overall. I mean, I just felt like again that time period. It just like prolonged itself as well. Because they could have ended it several times, but it just kept on going. Yeah, and going it really could. <laughs> like they could have stopped right after they they were asking directions of where Washington D.C. They could have ended right there, but they kept on going <laughs> for that. But I mean, overall, yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, they're flying their car around over D.C. So it's a husband and his fiance, and they're trying to get the U.S. government in on this scientific discovery. And of course, they're flying over D.C. going, "Where's the Pentagon? Where's the Capitol?" I will say, I think one thing I enjoyed was the use of effects. So they, they definitely yeah. used a lot of uh, practical effects for it and probably like the far out scenes with the car flying. I'm guessing it was like a small like a silhouette. They used like paper or something like that and did a, well, who knows. But I mean, I, I liked they used it. And I'm I, again, that period of time frame, they did use that style. And I guess we don't use it now. So it's I guess it's refreshing to see it. It's five years short of Mary Poppins. So speaking of Mary Poppins, Ed Wynn, who was the fireman or the police? Yeah, the chief. Yeah, the, the chief. chief fire. Yeah, okay, yeah, chief yeah, fire. yeah. At the end, there's this character, the antagonist of the movie has flubber under his shoe. And he can't get down from the ground. He just keeps bouncing like he's on some sort of forever trampoline. But the chief was played by Edwin, who, of course, voices the Mad Hatter, along with other Disney side characters, and Uncle Albert and Mary Poppins, which is funny because Uncle Albert, when he can't stop laughing, he's flying around the room and all that. So that's kind of where I see them doing the same wire effects of flying in this movie, which they did use a lot of to bounce around <laughs> with flubber under their shoes. Oh, speaking of flying over, can we talk about that gym scene, the basketball game? Yes! The whole scene, I I enjoy, I think that was a highlight of the movie, which is how absurd, just even the jumping, even before they got the flubber, just how terrible the team was, and then uh, progressed until they're jumping, and then also the audience, like the spectators, their faces, oh, right. Was it cheating? Was that cheating for the team to to have flubber under their under their shoes? Yes, of course that was cheating. <laughs> Absolutely that, cheating. That's like, using, that's, like using, cheating. that's like using steroids. Like you that's like using in baseball. Like you know, that's exactly. absolutely cheating. I love how the ref was just like. Eh. We'll just let it. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. The ref is like, ridiculous. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah, I probably gave up yeah, on you're that. Right, Kira. Well, what's funny is the the antagonist of the film, who was another professor at the school that the... Okay, so the main character is a professor, right? Like the title says. And there's another antagonist professor who, who thinks this guy's a lunatic. And when he discovers that he can make his car fly with Flubber, he wants to steal the car. Uh, anyways, there's this whole scene where he's betting on that basketball team from the school. Heck, his son is actually a basketball player. But because his son got injured or something... He knew his son couldn't play, and the son was like the star, the star player. So of course he plays, he places bets against the team, and of course when they're flying around with Flubber under their shoes, he's just sitting there in disarray, like, oh my god, I'm losing so much money here. I thought that guy 
all the actors, honestly, I, I'll give them credit. They they did they delivered their lines pretty well. The comedy was there. Uh, mm, again, it's dated. Hear me out. The comedy was there. I don't know if again I will rewatch this anytime soon, if not ever. But I will give it, you know, as a Walt Disney quote unquote classic. Yeah, eh, it was good. Oh, so going back to the uh, black and white, why it was filmed in black and white. Well, one thing too, there's a sequel to this. It's called Son of Flubber. Yeah, oh it was God. same same group, and it's black and white too in 1963 that uh, it was released. So um, there's an article I'm reading. It's WaltDisney.org. Anyway, um, it's saying because of the um, the special effects with the flubber and all that and just everything, they wanted to make it easier, hence they filmed it in black and white. I just guess to make that makes the sense. Scenes, yeah. It's just cheaper on the production cost, <laughs> I suppose. Eh, whatever. Going back to the basketball game, my favorite part was after the game when they won and the professor is trying to be like yeah i'm the reason like your team won one you're admitting to cheating and two everyone's like now why would you say that our guys just got magically good in the second half like (laughs) you know like (laughs) okay i gotta i I, i'm I'm sorry to cut you off shank but i gotta describe the way my mind was working during that scene okay because they're in the first half this team that was their the college team they were garbage if they were actors to be a terrible basketball team they killed it in the rows give them oscars give them give them like all the awards in the world because they were terrible on defense on everything and as soon as the first half okay first of all first half why are you sleeping in, why are you sleeping like in a locker room? What are you doing? Wake up. You're trying to win a game, right? What are you doing? And the coach. I put them to sleep. Garbage. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, first of all, first of all, the head. Okay. Also, the head coach saying like, oh, it was my speech that caused them to win the game. Get the hell out of here. You didn't do anything. <laughs> trying to claim credit. He was like, oh, it was because of my speech. Like, what would you say to them? I don't know. But I'm the reason they won. The freaking coach. Get out of here. Well. Also, the coach, like, why is why is he recruiting these team, like this team? They're okay. I know you can have short people on basketball, but you want some tall people too. Yeah, we learned was, that in Full Court was, Miracle. Yeah, I mean, the other oh, oh, team oh. had like fifteen foot team, uh, like basketball players, and then <laughs> the home team had like normal five, 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 six, not even six feet. They weren't even six. <laughs> they were, they were probably, like, they're probably like five eleven, and the other team was like, probably like five three. Cause I swear the other team, they probably got like, the ghost growth spurts around like so literally 10 years right old. Now. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> was that that one scene where the opposite team member had, was just like raising his hand up with the ball and he had like five different, uh, of his opponents just jumping and trying to catch. <laughs> it's like a small kid trying to Love, <laughs> grab loved it, grab candy. <laughs> yeah. So what exactly is the science to this flubber? So they say it's anti-gravity. It is, okay, so yes, there are scenes where it just acts like a really cool bouncy ball, right? But, of course, comparing it to the other flubber movie, I already said that flubber was alive. I don't remember that flubber making Robin Robin Williams' car fly around or anything. It has been a long time since I've seen flubber. Well, I can't recall. It's been a while since I saw the uh, the flubber um, remake. Eighties, yeah, the eighties yeah, Robin Williams with Robin Williams. 
but wasn't it sentient? Did it come alive, and it was like it, it, it had. It's like its own being. So I want to say that was the main difference. I don't know the chemicals and all that, but I don't believe there was a flying substance either. I don't think so. That's why I thought that was chitty chitty bang bang when I uh, haven't brought this up. Okay, I'm gonna bring this up now. Sorry, uh, I wanted to talk about this earlier, but I'm gonna just. And I, I wanted to save it for later, but I already brought up Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is a, also a film I haven't seen since, like, I want to say the third grade, which is years, way more than a decade ago. Um, so Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has a flying car. I couldn't exactly remember what the whole movie looked like. Apparently it came out after this movie. And there's, okay, so it's just, I'm sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to find my words here. So to talk about the theme park presentation, this seems like a jump, but hear me out. This film is featured in the Walt Disney Presents film One Man's Dream at Hollywood Studios. Specifically the scene where he's flying around in the car and his dog's sitting next to him and he says, Not bad, eh, Charlie? Let's open her up and see what you really do. And they bank around some sort of skyscraper. I remember always seeing that scene. This is an attraction I do, quote-unquote attraction. It's really like in a, a museum, but it ends with a film. It, a walk-through museum, and ends with a film. And this film has this scene, because it's going through Walt Disney's lifetime, and these are the, this is a clip in the movie montage that they play. And I always thought, oh, yeah, that's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, flying car, right? No, it's this, the absent-minded professor. I thought, interesting. Now I know. I always thought that was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Also, another fun fact with theme park presentation with this film. Robin Williams' Flubber character has a portrait in the Imagination Institute at Epcot alongside Dr. Nigel Channing, played by Eric Idle, and Rick Moranis' character from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The attraction, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, once shared the Imagination Pavilion alongside Journey into Imagination with Figment. So technically, Flubber and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids were connected in the same universe weird of wow. course if you're an epcot person you know that in a weird way yeah so this movie is a oh what's the opposite of remake the original yeah of flubber so is there an original of like honey has shrunk the kids that this universe can share with question mark all right so yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> And that and that was some P trivia. Oh, that doesn't oh, sound right. That doesn't sound right at all. Don't don't say P trivia ever again. <laughs> and that uh, was some I am, M. I am sorry was... to everyone that had to hear that audience. And, that that oh, yeah. And that was some M trivia. Hey, I bet you didn't think that this had theme park presentation. I really didn't. I, don't I mean, because I mean, the flubber thing, I was like, probably it's probably some reference like in the Epcot ride, but makes sense. So, looking at it, one cool thing, fact, uh, was Edwin, um, his son is Mr. Hawk. Who, who's Edwin? Like Edwin, who is the fire chief who played Mad Hatter and all oh, that. Oh, Edwin. Yeah. Oh, his actual son. I, his his <laughs> name is Ed is Edwin. Yeah. His actual <laughs> son is, is um, Mr. Hawk. The rich guy, That's, the villain. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. The antagonist. Apparently, guy. his his grandson was also in the movie as a cameo. So weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? They Disney's like, I want to make a comedy, so get his good guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, get, get get the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
get the whole family right because apparently Dick and Bob Sherman, the Sherman brothers, wrote a song for this movie that wasn't actually featured in the movie. I don't know if it was some sort of like soundtrack special. Good morning, Professor. What are you doing today? I'll try one more experiment, then I've got to have it made. I'll activate the rheostat, 2000 centigrade. I'll integrate component H, accelerate the phase. Now it's time to throw the switch 10 million gamma rays. I found it! He's found it! The professor? Yes? What is it? What is it? Yes, what is it? Why? It's Flubber! Yeah, I really don't think that was in the movie, but... You know, the Sherman Brothers, they're the, in case you didn't know... I can't believe I have to explain this, but I'm sure you guys might not know, except Shang. The Sherman Brothers were Walt's boys, quote-unquote. They wrote songs for a lot of his latest films when in his lifetime, so... Mary Poppins was probably their grand masterpiece. Did not know that. That's actually kind of cool. Now, when you say boys, do you mean like, oh, his sons? Or do you mean like, my boys? You know what I'm saying? The second I one, the boys. <laughs> okay. Like, That's for like, Nick too, the okay. boys. He, okay. he actually used to call them that a lot. Okay. If we ever watch Saving Mr. Banks, we'll see that, more of them. I like, that, was, that was a good film. I do love that film. That was I like that. I didn't I didn't know what to think of it, but I enjoyed it. But that's not the movie we're talking about. So getting back to the absent-minded professor. I never talked. Yeah, yeah, Sydney, oh. go. I oh. I just haven't heard Sydney's take on it, and I'm very interested. Oh. Oh. I I didn't like it. I didn't care much for it at all. I oh. I don't know if it's because of the order I saw them in, but. Well, it definitely had to be. This one was made in 61. What I'm used to was made in... I don't know what year Flubber was actually made. But 80s. Just say the 80s. The 80s. The, I think in the... It was 90s. 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 97. Ooh, isn't 97. That, what? No way. 97. 97. Yeah, it was 90. Yeah. yeah, 1997. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. So 90s. Whoa. I, I was alive during Flubber? Yeah. Like, one years old? Yeah, one years old. So you wouldn't know. <laughs> I was four. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you so you probably like knew about it, maybe. I mean, yeah, this would be like a highlight. I mean, I definitely had it on VHS and watched it over and over and over and over again. But I, I was watching this and I honestly was really annoyed and mad that it wasn't Robin Williams in the gang. Like, I, I was like, I don't. And it was cheesy. I, I don't do. I don't handle cheesy well. But that was like I, Robin Williams Flubber was very cheesy though. But I, but this was no, this is nineteen sixties. No, I can't, I couldn't handle it. And you, the black yeah. and white, like it just, it being dated, just didn't do it for me. So I was just. And, I can always admire charm in classics, but if you feel like yeah, as a first time watcher, this wasn't for you, that's fair. Yeah, like just first time watching, I was like, yeah, I honestly could just. If I wanted to watch this, I can just turn this off and watch my Flubber instead of watching 1961 Flubber. That's basically yeah. how it felt to me. I, I wish I remembered more of that Flubber because I don't remember if Robin Williams was, at least his character, I'm sorry, his character was engaged in the beginning of the movie because it just like yeah, in this movie. Yeah, it was just like this. He missed it was? the wedding. Yeah, okay. it was literally, he missed the wedding by creating Flubber. He had, um... He had a little mini, like, floating fire, like, flying saucer type robot that was always around. He had a flying car as well. Um, Wait, he did? The flying yeah, car? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Why he don't I remember car. this? It was uh, Red Thunderbird, Thunder something. Other, uh, I don't know. It was Red. It was topless convertible. Um, I want to say it was like a Ford Thunder. Did the same thing with the basketball team. Made them jump really high and a lot. They had the annoying dad with the basketball son. They had, <laughs> it was it's literally word. Actually, uh, yeah, it was a red convertible <laughs> for sure. Um, so it's just like I was watching it and I was like this almost even though I know my flubber came out last but the way I watched like the order I watched it and I was like what are you just a rip off of my flubber (laughs) (laughs) my flubber is a rip off of this one but yeah whatever (laughs) if that's the way you choose to look at it my flubber was the better one and I'm just but no like it was a classic this one was obviously successful so that my flubber could be a thing like Obviously, this hasn't been a good movie. It just wasn't for me. Um, now, if I had seen it in the 60s, would I probably liked it? Maybe, but that's also the cheesy jokes that I am would be used to. I'm used to jokes in, from the 90s and cheesiness from the 90s and Robin Williams, like, charisma and stuff. So, Robin Williams made that flubber for me. The lack of him in this version almost yeah, destroyed I, it for I me. So, like, that... I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Like the the lack of Robin Williams in this one completely just ruined it. I'm like, okay, I can't. If it's gonna be exactly the same, then I myself need Robin Williams. If you're gonna just throw like put the same flow and same beat and basically same story and just take away the color, then I need Robin Williams. But I understand it being the sixties. Yeah. Well pic- picture it. Picture it. Nicholas Cage in Flubber. No. If you say say that again, oh, I will find you. (laughs) It's Flubber. It's Flubber with Robin Williams. No one else. Uh, Um, It's funny, though. Yeah. You go, Shang. I have nothing to say. I was going to say, yeah, I would say I concur with what Sydney was saying, especially with, like, seeing how the progression goes, especially from... 60s to 90s um character wise yeah they were low flat the only person who i loved was mrs chatsworth neighbor whoever made whoever she was brilliant the so the first scene we see her is basically going around this is the professor's third time going to his wedding because he missed it. She's just taking post-it notes, plastering it all over the place, saying, get to your, get to your wedding by 8.30. What a wonderful person. And then later on, she just gives a pep talk. Oh, what a lovely lady. You know, that's the, they needed to give her more screen time, really. They, they did give her a satisfying ending, though. She ended up uh, staying on side with him after learning the discovery of Flubber. It helped her... Uh, break an entry to get the car back that yeah it was stolen so not really much of a crime there and of course she flew with him to washington oh no 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 Ms. mrs chatsworth the yeah, only not, one. Not, yeah, not that. Not yeah, no. No. Not as fancy. Not that. Yeah. Betsy no, was not. the one he was gonna, like, he had missed the wedding three times, but Chatsworth was kind of like the elder the woman who lived with him and just kind of vibed yeah. with him and stuff so yeah oh i thought th- okay i was yeah. thinking like i don't know if i liked that white uh the the uh, fiance so much but oh yeah no uh, I... yeah but like when you put it like that i was thinking oh yeah did she do all that oh, that's actually pretty cool and i feel bad for her that he missed their wedding three times but 
I also kind of thought, you know, when she dated the the new guy, like, isn't this a little sudden? I know the guy missed the well, he did miss the wedding three times, so maybe three she had the backup. I was gonna say, like, literally, like, you have to like be really like, okay, first time, okay, get it. Second time, I'm gonna give you one more chance. Third time, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, no, no, no. Are you gonna are we gonna do this or are we are we gonna get married? Or yes or no? Because like, I can't be. I gotta yeah. come on. Something's gotta, ha- something's gotta happen here. Well, someone said three times the charm. No, strike three and you're out is what she said. Ooh. There we go. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, fool me once, like, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. I got my understudy ready to go, babe. <laughs> like, he means business. And I'm like, girl, whatever you got to do to keep that cable on. You know what I'm saying? So There's a wait list for her. <laughs> Literally. And you know what? Good for her. <laughs> I'm you know what? a woman empowerment. <laughs> maybe she doesn't need this. I forgot the main the main character's name already. But maybe she doesn't need um, him. Ned. 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 Ned, the professor, yeah. Professor Ned. Maybe she doesn't need him because, you know, he's too devoted to science. Remember when his car was stolen when it was attached to the flubber and that's what the antagonist wanted to steal with the car just to like sell that in the market and such. Mm-hmm. He follows that uh Actually, no, it wasn't when the car was stolen. Sorry, it was actually when he was just trying to date. Yes, and, um, I'm sorry. yes, yes. I'll restart this because yeah. whatever. Ah, eh, screw it. I'm yeah. not gonna edit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. What do you mean? Remember when Ned was following the new boyfriend after he Shelby. dropped her off? His name was Shelby. Sure. Thank you yeah. for remembering name Caesar. That's a good yeah. quality. <laughs> Yeah, so he was following this dude after he dropped off his fiance. I quote him. I guess at the time, you know, she's not his fiance. Sorry for saying that. But he has the dog in the car, and of course, he's talking to the dog, and he even says, I'm a desperate man, Charlie, and desperate men do desperate things. Attempting to commit murder or something? Because he, he was flying the car over the other guy's car and wanted to land on it. What is he, why Yo. is he devoted to this? Like, you missed your wedding three times, but you're totally willing to do this? Wow, <laughs> as if like a scientist was be- were to make an 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 invention that makes things float, and you wanted to kill people. That's how it would be because literally, as soon I see I see on Shelby's face, he looks so freaked out. Like he see he, he's being followed. Like but he's like, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? And he just feels his car bumping, getting bumped. Like literally, like. I would probably He's like trying to actually happen. land on the car and smash yes. it. It's funny. Yes. So and that's so the origin story of Cotton Eye Joe. So <laughs> <laughs> such horror movie vibes. Such like a slasher vibes. Kind of reminds me of Back to the Future Part Two when <laughs> Doc even says that the DeLorean wouldn't be able to cause damage to Biff's car because it would be like ripping through tin foil. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and when Shelby also got stopped by the cops that that moment. Yes. I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> I had notes on this. This cop, oh my god. So this guy, of course, has to report to the police that he was almost murdered by some lunatic professor by this guy creating a flying car and trying to land on his car as he's driving. Officer! Officer! Help me! It's after me! Help me! I do hope that you will excuse my appearance, but I was just having a cup of boiling hot coffee. But it's after me! Yes, pardon his appearance. I'm so sorry. I mean, that's though. Asshole cops got asshole cop, right? Well, okay. However, if you think about it, 
he I'm not defending the cop, but <laughs> playing like devil's advocate, <laughs> playing well, devil's advocate, if you had someone driving on the wrong side of the road crashes into a cop car, it is a football night where there's a lot of drunks. And you're talking and about this guy thought. talking about a flying car. <laughs> yes, I understand the comedy <laughs> aspect of it. But, but this guy's also going straight to the cop asking for help, crying for help, I should say. And this cop is wanting to be such a <laughs> such a jerk back. But I get True. it. Yes. Yes. He, yes. But, okay. He should, should I? he wanted to yeah. test how drunk he was by putting the ventilator thing in his mouth. Why is he shoving it down his throat, making him like holding him back and everything like he's some sort of psycho? I get it. Like, like come on. Like, he might be alcoholic. He might he might be inebriated, but you don't need to use that much force. Oh my goodness. I love how the prop that they used was a literal balloon. <laughs> it was. Oh my god. Is that, a a balloon, is that what they had in the 60s? Let's see. Breathalyzers? I'm not sure. But like, were they balloons? <laughs> I would not be surprised. I want to know how would you? How do you even like check the blood alcohol level with a balloon? <laughs> I think <laughs> that goes, was goes, the comedy yeah. of it. Probably wasn't. Oh. Wait, wait. Shoot! Wait a minute. Hold on. It might have been an actual balloon. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on. What in the world? <laughs> That's even better. Oh man. Shang's like our fact checker. Yes, I'm getting. Uh, I'll I'll post this photo. Echo. Oh no, that didn't go. Oh, it again. There no, there's a blank file. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did it wrong. Let's see, downloads. Sydney. There you go. Did you get your? Oh my God. What did you say? Did you get your uh, shopping cart question? No, no, no. We're done. He grabbed the photo. <laughs> <laughs> the oh my God. Ow! Oh, that is, that's really a balloon. <laughs> that is really a balloon. So we're now oh, looking wow. at a picture of the balloon breath check. Oh my god. How does this even work? <laughs> I, I, I want like It looks like a baby bottle at the very end. Yeah. What in the world? So maybe they have to collect it and you get your like result three days later. This is in <laughs> Indiana. Uh, wait, three days for a DUI? I was going to say. Oh, like, at that point, you might as well just take me home and let me sober up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm looking up uh, the sequel, Son of Flubber. Oh, which isn't um, on Disney Plus because I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, which is so um, one Disney hated sequels, apparently. Really? And so oh. the only reason why they made this was because there were scenes that were cut from the first one and they wanted to have it shown so they made this one two years later ah uh, they do that though yeah so like, it has and such yeah. yeah it has same cast but basically um he doesn't get rich at the beginning he dies um, trying basically he gets taxed by the irs but he still hasn't gotten money and it's uh what i say caesar he dies trying <laughs> uh, oh, what did i just say so thing. depressing. Um, best thing. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Betsy files for divorce. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! No. Oh, yeah. you have to have conflict in your movie, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. What about Chatsworth? Yeah. What about Chatsworth? What happened to her? I know. Um, so, it took him four she, tries to get married to get divorced. That's wow. Wait, is she not in this movie? Hold on. That's crazy. Wait, is my favorite character in this movie? 
Charlie. Oh, he's got to be in the movie. He's got to be in the movie. It's the dog. Oh, Charlie. Is Charlie not in here? Oh, stop. Miss Chatsworth oh, is, is in the movie, but she's like a mother in a commercial. So, like, literally, like a, literally like a small. Really yeah, already here for a commercial. Yeah. You already here yes. first gang. The second one is worse than the first already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no dog, no Miss Chatsworth. You can't even. I don't even know why they made it. You lost me. Nope. Uh, I'm out. Nope. That's funny that you bring that up saying that deleted scenes were the sequel to this movie because I'm going to talk about Mary Poppins again. There were a lot of deleted scenes and a lot of what's a lot of like deleted stories that also were saved and put into and including songs were saved into Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, another Disney film that we could potentially land on. For the next episodes. Anyways, going back to this film, Kira, I don't remember if you mentioned in the recording that one, the the reaction to the side kiss. Oh. Oh yeah. This is my. This is the final like, thing I have notes in. Kind of like almost like a a side swipe, almost like she was like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. So oh. the fiance lady, Bet Betsy, right? Yes. We just yes. Said her name. Yeah. Yes. So Betsy was driven home by that one guy that <laughs> Ned Shelby. went to kill. So, yes, thank you, Caesar. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she was driven home by that guy. And as he dropped her off to the doorstep, he attempted to go for the kiss, but then she moved her head to the side and got the rejection, or he got the rejection side kiss. He totally got friend-zoned. I don't think that's friend-zoned. They just came from a date. That's kind of like a, I don't want you get out of my life zone. <laughs> AKA friend zoned, kind of not really, but you know. You don't have to say friends with dates that don't work out. <laughs> Especially after one date. That straight up didn't work. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. Like I know they were engaged and were getting married, but I didn't see a ring on oh. either. So like I could understand why Shelby was like, oh, you know, three times and you know they call him the absent minded professor, but he's really like not absent-minded like he has a goal and he's just so determined on the goal that he feels like he can't be sideswiped so shelby was like oh like i guess it's my time to shine and then she was like oh nope you thought you bring up a good point maybe he isn't so absent-minded just because of his uh lunatic side that he shows in the movie you could also say he's nutty so maybe they should rename the movie to you know where I'm getting at here, right? The nutty professor. He's not at all. Like, after the opening scene and then watching him make the flubber, I was like, he's not absent-minded. It just looks... I just... He gives me the impression that when he is committed to something, it is only that everything else can wait. So it's, like, mm-hmm. less ambitious but very, very driven, if that makes any sort of sense to anyone. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But that's oh. in terms of science for sure. Yeah, just in terms of like social skills, a little inept, but again, that's because he is just so enamored with science and just creating new things that he's like, he talks to his dog, um, he kind of has to have someone spoon feed him in a sense. Shout out Chatworth. Love you, bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
Yeah, that's just what I got from it. I was like, ah, it's not the best title, but I I can see where they were coming from with it. Maybe they should have just named it Flubber. I don't know why they didn't in the, in 61, you know? Thank you! Thank, that's um, all I'm saying. Just name it Flubber! So, Whoa. I, think it, I think this was a book. It it was oh. from a book, so that's Something. why yeah. just, I think it was called The Absent-Minded Professor. Um, a short see. story, yeah. Oh, no, it's called A Situation of Gravity. Never mind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's named it Flubber. At least I would have known. At least I would have known when I was walking my, what I was getting into. The word Flubber is already so creative, you might as well make that your freaking movie title. Right. And he says it so often in, like, the first half of the movie. He's just like, right. Flubber! Flubber! Honestly, if they focused the movie about, like, Right. shoes and how he put the flubber on his shoes they really could have titled the film pep in your step but you know that's oh. just me that's just me using my creative <laughs> writing minor Ooh, like after that. graduating yeah, me too <laughs> and they definitely utilize hey. the whole bouncing around in with like right? the flubber under their shoes so that's uh that's actually kind of a nice name but i guess that also does also line up with the absent-minded professor for like oh okay 1961 what should we title our new film release Flubber should have been it for yeah. the start. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they changed their mind in 1997, so who are we to complain? Hey, good things right. take time, so... Yeah, yeah, they got it. They got it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is fine. I, this, I gotta be honest, guys. This movie, the movie choice, could have been a heck of a lot worse. I spent so many hours trying to create this shuffler, having to go through Disney+, Plus, picking each movie that's on there, and looking at every title, and I'm just thinking, oh, I hope we don't get this. Oh, this looks really boring. Oh, I can't imagine how they would react with this movie until we finally hit the big ones, or at least the more recent films. Then there's a lot of films in the early Walt days, or heck, just in his lifetime overall, that could be some snoozers. And I don't think we got that in this episode. Obviously, we'll get to the rating of how we feel of this movie later in this episode but that's just my take right now just to remind everyone that this really isn't a super terrible movie i know we're all gonna have our different opinions on it but just to remind you it can and could still be worse oh also anyone have anything to add go yes oh also biff from back to the future was in this movie not the biff we know explain okay so you know how you're talking about the one kid that wasn't was like the father was like the son of the millionaire and the rich man that tried to like scheme off the flub a flubber yeah. Hawk yeah. Oh, his, his yeah. name was Biff right yeah his name was Biff yes thank you that was yeah. funny yeah I mean it really was because it wasn't like the Biff that we know of he, I mean he was a much better Biff compared to like Back to the Future's Biff I in what way we talked I, I mean, would rather watch Back to the Future's Biff I mean this Biff was less of a dick compared to Back to the Future's Biff. He's kind of boring. I mean, like, I mean, the whole okay, it was boring, but he wasn't like a full-on dick compared to Back to the Future's Biff. That was my whole. Was the antagonist, yeah, but I mean, his dad yeah, was. yeah, his dad was was the antagonist, yeah. Oh, also Sharpies. Remember when um his dad said that Biff's dad used like the term Sharpies when when talking about like secret, I'm assuming secret service men coming in to like their town if like. If Ned were to like, you know, have every have like the government come in, check on his stuff, check on check on the flubber, 
And he was like, oh, sharp. And those Sharpies coming in. And like, I looked it up and then Sharpies was, has something to do with stylish people, like a stylish person, essentially. So no, that could be a derogatory, that could be a derogatory thing, but to my point it out. It could be, it could be. Yeah. We talked about that there's, there could be a problematic thing in this movie just because it's old, even though it's the sixties, for goodness mm-hmm. sake. I, I don't think there was anything, at least to what not. I could see. I guess maybe you could point out, oh yeah, every actor is white, but I mean, can't you just also expect that too? Yeah, it's a film of its time, but at the same time, it's not problematic for it to have a disclaimer on Disney+. Plus. In fact, I'm actually going to check that right now to see if there is. Wait, a disclaimer saying? It's like, this film was a film of its time, and the reflection of it does not uh, value what we uh, do today, blah blah blah, you know, but I'm looking at I didn't see that. I'm... Yeah, I don't think I didn't see that kind of disclaimer in the intro. Not, not at least in the intro. Let's see why. No, it's not. There's no disclaimer for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, according to Disney Plus, <laughs> isn't a problematic film. Did we talk about how um, Biff and his dad switch the cars around? That was so messed up. He was like bit like Ned was literally like. So I felt really bad for him. Like when like three government pe- government people that from Washington came. And to see if like his car would actually fly, he looked so embarrassed. But I love the way Ned got back at him. I mean, we mentioned earlier that they wanted to steal the car for the scientific purpose and discovery of Flubber because it was specifically on Ned's car. That's why they wanted to do the switcheroo. Did we talk about, did we talk about um, how Biff's dad became like the talk of the town? When he was literally you really love this down. Biff. Oh my goodness. I, okay. It I, is his Biff. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was fu- okay. I love that Biff's dad, Hank. He was literally the talk of the town the whole during during that oh. whole time. Like when he was bouncing okay. up and down. Yes, when he was bouncing up and down, and literally the whole town came in and was like, "What was going on?" You have like news stations. You have like fishermen. I you have like firefighters that. coming in. Yes, that was funny yes that was, that was really really funny because this it's so silly that this guy's just bouncing up and down forever and of course when you do that you draw a crowd the whole neighborhood there's a guy selling popcorn there are people eating popsicles it was, it was quite a commotion and quite an event for the neighborhood and this guy's just going through the endless pain of jumping up and down from flubber that was funny i gotta say the joke landed there <laughs> there was also another scene that he said the joke landed while watching the movie i can't was the one oh, about the, the credit, card. credit cards. The credit yeah. cards. Right. So again, they're flying over DC and the military's all like, what is that? Is that a threat? We need to shoot it. At the count of ten, we open fire. Don't, don't bother to count, General. I'm an American. Two. See it? My credit cards. That <laughs> was good. That was really good. I'm sorry. That was I can't believe I'm laughing so much at that, but that was good. So on that note. I say it's time that we jump into sea trivia, which is not about sea life, I should add. I told you I don't have sea trivia today. Oh, okay. So I heard was Caesar, sea trivia, and I took the Spanish translation and thought you meant like, yes, trivia, you know, sea trivia. I hate you so much. My (laughs) my jokes are not landing today, so we're going to move on from that. What's another segment we have, guys? <laughs> Sydney might have a segment. I'm not sure. You guys wow, you're putting him on the spot. <laughs> I mean, we can do the we can do the most annoying character. I'm, Ooh, I'm okay, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Where are we Ooh. calling now? Uh, I don't know. Title pending. I don't have. 
I don't know what is that it yet. Chosen, cho- chosen, chosen annoyance. We can go with that. <laughs> we can see who is the chosen one. Chosen annoyance. And now, and now it's time to move on to our next segment: chosen annoyance. Hey, hello everyone. All right, tonight on the most annoying character in the movie. All right, so I have my options are Shelby which is the professor rival guy who tried to steal Betsy. Or I have Mr. Hawk, who is, he stole the car, he's rich, he's annoying, he's entitled. They got the best revenge on him by jumping up and down, but was it justified? I think he could have been a little bit worse for as annoying as he was. Or you've got Hawk Jr., or Biff, that uh, Caesar's uh, favorite character of the evening. Uh, who's just an accomplice and just sits there and just stirs up, stirs the pot and just eats his little apple and just is like, oh yeah, you know, I saw this, I saw that. He's a little snitch. Well, we know what happens to snitches. So, taking a vote, get everybody involved. Who would you all vote as the most annoying character of the night? Shelby, Mr. Hawk, or Biff? Ooh, does it have to be those characters only? Ooh. No, you are more than welcome to add mm-hmm. okay. your own annoying characters as well. I might go with Betsy, even though she comes through in the end, but a lot of times throughout the movie, she's kind of just whining. Listen, listen I, I understand why she's whining. It's just the movie, whenever it has to give her story, it's just giving her reason to whine. And even when Ned's trying to explain the new discovery and why he missed the wedding, of course. Dude shouldn't have missed his wedding. But she still was pulling the whole liar-liar trope with not wanting to hear what he has to say or doesn't believe him. And you know in the end where it's going to go, she probably will come and listen and love the new uh, discovery and such. But I'm just every time the movie had to show her on screen, she's always complaining. And I'm sorry, I'm probably going to go with her. That's fine with me. I found her slightly annoying as well. Just not as annoying as my three. Caesar, do you have anyone to add, or are you picking from I, the I'm four gonna, out there already? I'm going to be picking from the original three. Okay. So if I had to rank them, number one would be Hawk. Number two would be Shelby. And number three would be Biff. Oh! So the star of the show tonight for you is also on your annoying list. Yes. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Kira? I, so, I was going back and forth, because Shelby is, like, a guy who's just trying to woo an already, like, I don't want to say taken woman, because, like, women aren't property, but... It's very sudden, though. But Hawk is just more of, like, I think he's the more annoying one, because he has money so he thinks he can do things and he thinks that money will work out in his favor and that and just how he like pranked ned and like i know like what like it worked for like him and then it ended up coming to kind of bite him in the behind but i just i did not like hawk so whomever played hawk all the credit to you because you were supposed to play like a villain and you absolutely nailed it. But I just 
I did not like his character. I, I really liked his character because I know why you're picking him, as you just said, for his annoyance. But every reason of him being a rich guy who always gets his way, he really doesn't get his way. Everything he tries to do just blows up in his face. And I love laughing at that. So your, your opinion's still valid. I'm just saying that that's why I really didn't put him on my list at all. No, that's totally, totally fair. Um, I just think it, like... You're right. It didn't. Um, it did indeed come to like karma. Kind of came around, you know. But it just like it kind of like not annoyed me, but kind of just like excuse me, irked me that he had the mindset that oh, I right. have money, so let me do this. And it's like, bro, it's like it costs zero dollars to stay in your lane. And I know you have money, but consider saving some. So that is how I feel. Shang, kind sir, take it away, please, if you will. Uh, so I guess I have a tie between two. Um, it would be uh, on your list, um, Sydney. Would be Shelby, um, just because, like, literally, he's he's he doesn't do anything. Literally, he's just there. He's in the night. The movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one is the coach. Like, okay, <laughs> so annoying. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, sir? You just. You're just angry at your team, but you're the one who were supposed to be training them. It's a good choice, and I forgot. Um, also, you think your pep talk worker? Please, oh. that did not do anything. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's my. That's probably above Shelby, just a little bit. But yeah. either those two are my choices. That's a good choice. That was. There really is. I like. I like the choices. I like the choices. I like the choices. Yeah. Oh, there's no actual winner, winner. Those are just the three people that annoyed me. And now we've all shared who all annoyed us all. <laughs> just point, just a little fun thing I thought of to point out, like, how annoying some of these characters can be. And if they do or don't have any significance to the story at all, it's fine. But they're just, why do you have to be so damn annoying <laughs> in the process sometimes? But um, as annoying as they were, they did make the movie go by um the movie was overall boring ish but they were annoying in their own rights to make the movie what it was and that is good enough for them to make my flubber in 97 <laughs> 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 so that is my annoying segment for tonight what what did we just call this segment uh, title pending because i don't Ch- like the, the, the annoyingness the annoyingness. Okay. <laughs> the <nice> of annoying. <laughs> I mean, title pending, but how many how many episodes are we gonna say title pending? So oh, uh, let's think of something. Cool. Let's think of something. <laughs> I like chosen annoyance. It actually. I like that okay. too. It rhymes. Like, yes, cool. it does. Yes, I do like I that too. Chosen annoyance. We're going with. Them. It was an, that was chosen annoying from one of our co-hosts, Sydney. <laughs> 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 really good, really good segment. Good I job, like good segment. job. That was fun. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it, it can work for a lot of movies. Yes, so, oh yeah, yes. With that, I say it's time to move on to our next segment, the scale. So, because this is the first film of the Walt Disney Pictures live-action film themes, we can't rank this just yet with other movies that we've seen within this theme. Technically, we could with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but that's not fair. So. We're going to do what we did in the le- in the last episode in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and go with a ranking from 1 through 10, 10 being the best. 
where would you all rank this film on a scale from one through ten? Caesar. One through ten, I would have to give it a six. Wow. I wonder what a five is to you. A too low? I mean, no, I, no, I change. I change. I give it a seven. I, I, give it a seven. What? Oh, don't, don't look, look. Look. If six, if a six is a six. I mean, because okay, this movie wasn't pure out perfect. The reason I like this movie because it, it was like it was like I'm more yeah, I'm a person that likes that. Don't even get me started on that. But yeah, okay. So I had I had a decent score. It gave me like good like um like you know like sitcom vibes because of the music and like the way it was. And I, even though it was cheesy and, and yeah, even though it was cheesy in some in some ways, I like I I enjoy cheesy sometimes. But so I, I would give it a six. I give it at six. Interesting. Interesting. Michael Shang. Um. Let's see, I time period and everything. Oh, I would probably put this again. This might change over the next set, but I would. Well, say that's probably, fine because we're not yeah. going to give it a scale, like an actual yeah and rating. It's going to be compared with the next film we watch. So this is a little hard. I will admit. Mm-hmm. Four. Wow. A four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sydney. Yeah. Oh, you so, yeah. You want to explain that? I was going to just yeah. <laughs> um, one, I guess. I mean, I was debating whether four through six, somewhere around there. But also, it's not one. It's not my cup of tea. This this era, this ja type of movie genre, it's not my cup of tea. Um, but I mean, yeah. I I think. No, actually, I have no defense for this four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Never mind. <laughs> Sydney. Oh man. Uh I'm with Shang four. Um Wow. I thought you gave like a lower just, rating. It was just boring. Hey no, cause my my main issue with it is it was dated and boring. If you fix one of those two, it instantly becomes like a six. So like it's just dated and boring to me, so dated boring not i can't say it's not my cup of tea because i love blubber so i know i love the story it's just literally the execution for the time frame for me gives it a four or makes it a four what would be a three or a two for you then because this four is higher than those numbers so um i can give you an example off of past what would pass for a a three and a two if you want okay well for one uh, what? Jujitsu is probably a one. <laughs> yeah, that's re- wow. Oh, that, you're yikes. really generous. Wow, you're really generous with that rating. Says the guy who uh, said you're all in for a treat when before we had to watch it. <laughs> wow, right, thanks for right. that lie. Um, what was the decom movie? I completely just bad. Ooh, a decom? No, but there was one that with I girls? Was, like no, no, it's not because I wasn't here. You wish. You wish. Yeah, you wish. You love like the that. poof point. Full court nah, miracle. Now nah, poof point is is more on like a five. Full court miracle would be like a five. Um, poof point. Yeah, it's probably literally because of the of Taj Mahari in it would be a six. But that's literally he himself is moving it up. Um, extraction would be like a seven for me. So like it it varies. It honestly it depends on. My scale depends a lot on the actor execution and then even casting. Because, like, I'm a big casting guy, and I find that a lot of times um, a cast decision, like, a lot of 
the audience doesn't actually understand a character because of the casting. So, like, character X could be boring because it was cast that way, but this movie wouldn't be funny if it was any other guy. For I'll use this one for example. It In the 60s, it was probably cool to have the main professor, was it Brain? Brain, I can't Brain. Let me, I wrote Brainerd. it down. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, Brain, Ned. Yeah. Fred Ned. Ned. Oh, Ned? you're talking about okay. the uh, the character itself. Yeah, I so believe like, the it, actor is Fred McMurray. Yeah, McMurray. So like, yeah. I found him to be extremely boring in this version. That probably worked in the '60s because you can see like a random boring professor, all nerdy, missing his wedding and stuff, and they're coming up with this hilarious little substance that makes people jump 15 feet in the air. That would be kind of silly, but you get comedy Robin Williams to do the same thing and he can start when he himself starts using flubber or is hit by the effects of flubber or is driving a fast car he starts adding little unscripted Robin Williams things to enhance the character and that's what can take a movie that would be a four with one guy to an eight or whatever with another person and it's the exact same damn storyline like it doesn't matter about black and white robin williams could have done that in black and white and i probably would have still been like yes i love it like that didn't matter it was dated it was black and white the jokes didn't stick for me so unfortunately i'd have to knock them for their jokes i didn't understand half of them i don't have appreciation for movies from that time period either but that's that's very fair that's very earned you know? yeah so like but when you start adding in people that you know for being a certain type of character and they have that rapport for you already and you start adding them in it starts to change things before you even get there to the point of you can just sit there and be like yeah that movie might have been a four but that guy in the movie is easily like a seven that might have been one of his better performances it just sucks he was tied down to such a crappy movie or a boring movie overall like the rest of the cast from him to the other guy like everybody in the movie didn't do anything it was just like hey hi i'm here i'm this i'm supposed to be annoying i'm mr hawk i'm also annoying hi i'm shelby i'm annoying hi i'm betsy i'm kind of annoying but i'm pretty and i'm his fiance so i kind of have to be here like they just leave it at that they don't do anything extra with that like there are ways that the 97 cast that i thought they add a little mannerisms and nuances that made that version so much more better and memorable to me that in the 60s they just didn't they were just like okay i'm jumping up and down i have to this is my way of acting eccentric sorry it's cheesy but hi this is what i can do and then that's it so that's all it's just the time time barrier here very fair very fair kira hello i have to give this movie probably a five i don't know it was uh, it was to me, I picked it up as if I had to watch this film for a course, I would. But it was only a 96-minute runtime, and there were some times where it just felt so dragged out, and I'm like, "Oh, have mercy!" So I would not be watching <laughs> yeah. this again. Would not be recommending this to anybody. Like, even if you had time to kill, like, no, don't do it. Just because it's like, like I know. We have used the term outdated many a times, but, like, it's so true. And with all of the technology and editing skills that um, TV and film have today, it's just, like, 
oh, for the 60s, they could have done much better, you know? So I just, meh, five, average, one and done. So what about you, our host? How do you <laughs> Yeah, that leaves it to me. <laughs> All right. So, of course, my mind keeps going back and forth each time you guys talk because I'm definitely listening and putting your... Uh, your critique into consideration i definitely lean towards a five but then i th- started really thinking because it, it really is a give and take for me i think this is harmless but it's not really so much entertaining for a lot of things and if we were to uh if we were to suggest to you like oh what's a good movie you need to watch on disney plus like get to it maybe a five a five is probably too kind so i think i'm also going to a four and another reason to that is also because even though as i said in the very beginning of this recording of this episode this is basically harmless it's a family comedy it does what it needs to do for its time however you're all right it is dated because this is five years short before walt disney died and there are a lot of films that man has put into production that we all consider classics that we can like watch to a day-to-day basis with no problem this i'll really have to be in the mood which i don't think i ever see myself being in such a mood to go back and watching this it's nice that i've seen it like i said i finally have a connection to the the disney parks connection to it itself i don't know and we do have the robin williams flubber which i would much rather go watch so yeah, this is getting a four. That's my take, and can't really tell you what the average is. Uh, let me figure that out. So Caesar, you said a six. I'll change mine to a five now after you guys made yes, a big argument. Yeah. Wow. Wishy washy scaling over here. <laughs> so we got five, four, four, five, four. Yeah, that's so like three fours is twelve, two fives is five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's five and a half, is it? That's no one said Wait, anything about that... five then. Caesar's well, switching to 22... a five. Yeah, switching to a five, yeah. Eleven. It was uh, three four, two, five. Would be, it'd be like four and a half, which is about right. Four four and a half or yeah, just sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 That's fair. Okay, I can look at that. Should I have a math degree? Look at me out here doing all this. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole degree in words. Again, if this was school, I would definitely think, oh, this was a great flick. I'm yeah, glad we watched that. Because I watched some traumatizing things in my film classes, but oh, I bet. And a lot of times Thank I just you. was super bored. Yeah, no, th- this I don't know. Again, this could be so much worse, and I'm worried to mm-hmm. see what's gonna happen next time here at Review Meter. Wow, this sounds like I'm ending the ending the podcast. So I was gonna hey, say, don't you, I was gonna say, don't you, I was gonna say, don't you dare end the show like that. Don't you dare. This is where we always end the show. So, before we do that, though, I want to get into our plugs. So, Sydney, do you have anything you want to plug? I do not, but thank you for having me, and it was always... Thank you for for coming. Michael Shang, do you have anything you would like to plug? I do not, but again, as Sydney said, it's always a pleasure to join you guys. Thank you for inviting me, um, and for everyone to keep on listening. Thank you for coming. Kira, same question to you. No, but... Um... A special thank you to the host Caesar and Peter for extending the invitation. Hey, letting... but I, wait, no, he's not co-host. He's actually now assistant to the regional host. Eh, 
it's you, you're both the host in my in my eyes, but you know you, you let you're given K Dog a platform, and for that I am grateful. So if you ever need an extra, please, please, I'm down, I'm down. So hey, you're invited next time. Thank you, thank you much. I actually had a lot of fun. I didn't know like I knew what to expect, but it was actually like this was really fun. You know, like whomever thought of the idea, hats off to you. I'm glad you had fun. Sorry to disappoint you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, don't spoil it. Hey, look, if we we started out like this, it can only get better, you know? Wrong, but I love the enthusiasm. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, it happened after Jujutsu, straight to the moon. Great movies. For Seacoms. Oh, well. Yeah, I was going to say, Jujutsu, I don't think Decoms, mm-mm. After Jujutsu, going to the moon. Yeah, it is honestly going to be a little hard to top Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it's possible there are some very high-bar movies in there. And, heck, we could get that next week. So, before I would like to go, I want to give myself the plug that you can also listen to this on my YouTube channel at PJM Entertainment. We also have a Twitter account here for Review-O-Meter. That's Review-O-Meter without any hyphens. At Review-O-Meter, I should say, without any hyphens. And I believe that's all for plugs for me. Caesar, where can everybody listen to this podcast other than my YouTube channel? Listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Check it out. That was our assistant to the regional host. And Sydney here is also our co-host. We are missing some co-hosts for the night. Hopefully they're here next time. Hopefully they come next time. Yep. Yep. Eventually everyone's going to be promoted in this show. Yeah, Kira, Kira <laughs> give yourself a couple of weeks and you'll be like literally a co-host. Yeah. Works for me. Good things I'll take get, time. <laughs> I'll get the t-shirt ready. Please do. Please do. I'll send me what I'll I'll come up with some cool things on custom ink and I'll be like, hey, look. <laughs> be sure to check out our merch at Spreadshirt. No, I'm kidding. We don't have merch <laughs> yet. Yes. Say yes. yes. We'll see. We'll see where time we'll see where this leads us. So Only on that note. Yep, I like how I keep saying so on that note. So on that (laughs) note, stay tuned for next week as we review our next show of Disney Pictures, the live-action films, here at Review-O-Meter! (laughs) 